0: So hello everyone, my name is Christine and I'm Angela Kerr and we had a conversation back in May where we discussed a little bit about current events, talked about collective personal process and planetary evolution, some of the things we could do to help others to listen, to really take good care of ourselves in this time of dynamic change and Scott is a dear mentor of mine and I've been so grateful for his support of me getting in touch with my personal process and just going deeper with acknowledging truth and sometimes painful truths or things that I can feel or sense but am not always able to name. So I'm just really happy to be back here with you. Scott, thank you for joining me.
1: Yeah, thanks Christine for having me. I I enjoy our talks and um, thanks for um, having a second one here.
0: Thank you. So, what are some schemes you've been noticing that are playing out in the world, or or what are you most drawn to reflect on Hmm. as you witness what's happening?
1: Yeah, thanks for leading me to the minefield. So, um, it's um, massive and complex, and um, there's no doubt that this is the... um, these are signs of um, the end of the 3D cycle. And I did a talk a while ago on Apocalypse and Armageddon, um, re-understood in the ways of a final conflict or testing between good and evil, which really means um, honesty versus falsity or um, authenticity and truth, commitment, versus self-deception, or control, or or manipulation, deception, and uh, the ways of of love and support and kindness and care to self and other, versus um, infringement of free will, which is control and domination. And that is taking place, taking, that is sort of um, occurring in the collective, the social collective, as well as the individual um, that's observing it all, or each one of us. Uh, to what degree, like you said, are we willing to accept um, bitter, uncomfortable truths? To what extent are we willing to face um, what, where will be the, the truths or, or possible truths, realities that will trigger us emotionally into anger or grief or fear, uh, the willingness to see clearly. And that's all associated with apocalypse which is uh, you know Armageddon as the conflict apocalypse is revelation and so there's a huge amount of revealing certainly lots of deception it, it, we can see lies and deception more clearly <clears throat> we can see the intentions of leadership and the common ways of the masses oh, now we have a big rain starting here <laughs> interestingly <laughs> uh, grounding the message to the earth or uh, uh love love offering from the skies i think rain is quite holy mm. uh so we so we have massive conflict outwardly or in in the social collective we have real moral testing for the individual we have um increasing revelation of the hidden for the self in partnerships or relationship in family in the social collective as well uh As Ross said, it's a massive opportunity for both positive and negative polarization, and very much associated with uh, signs of the end, of the end of the cycle. But this is not dimensional shift. This is, I think, in some ways, the final testing of humanity before the three-way split, as Ross said, at harvest or dimensional shift. Um, Some souls will graduate, the kingdom of heaven on earth, what I talked about in my presentations about the the meek inheriting the earth, from the Greek word praus, meaning a well-tamed warhorse, a strong but tamed and disciplined person, uh, where uh, the individual faces a a massive challenge uh, to its own moral commitments. Which what do we really believe in and how much are we willing to walk our talk or live in, conform- in, in harmony with our principles and so there's a lot of distress there's a lot of confusion there's um, a lot of fear the future is very uncertain uh, this great reset that the World Economic Forum talks about very openly um, <clears throat> it seems to be just right at the beginning and it looks a lot like You know, Agenda 2030, and all things like that. And people can study and ought to look into it. Uh, uh, Unfortunately, I don't think we'll go back to the old normal. I think we're in a new normal. Uh, It's very much um, like World War III, uh, where there's this, you know, elite against the people. And then uh, one must be spiritually strong. And then there's all sorts of uh, real concerns about the future and um, f- threats to freedom in, in all sorts of in, in nations east and west. So it's a very difficult time. And I but I think that it's well understood as a final massive testing of collective of the collective humanity uh, before the dimensional shift. Although I'm not saying dimensional shift is two or five or ten years away. I just don't know. But it's, it's a critical time. It's a sign of the end of the cycle. And there's great revelation and great moral challenge to the individual.
0: Mm-hmm. So one of the things that's happening here and in many places is the mandatory masking like in all indoor public spaces. And I was just wondering uh, if you'd be able to speak on just some of the implications of having our <coughs> nose and mouth covered, like just not being able to see the facial expressions or right. uh, read those cues, like just what, what are some of the effects mentally, emotionally of that yeah. being a practice?
1: Well, from my understanding of metaphysical anatomy, um, as I had a talk with Ken Bach on this uh, long ago, which is on my YouTube channel and some other place on YouTube. Um, the the seven chakras can be seen on the face. Uh, chin, one, mouth, two, nose, three, eyes, four, ears, five, fifth chakra resonant. So, chin, mouth, nose, eyes, ears as resonant with the first five chakras. Being in the head, they're of, um, I would say, fifth chakra subplanes, moving up to sixth chakra center of the forehead. And so chin, 5.1, mouth, 5.2, nose, 5.3, eyes, dual, um, open or closed, 5.4, uh, ears, dual, uh, always open, and meaning not voluntarily closable in the same way eyes are, 5.5, and that's the difference between l- wisdom and love, and then six chakra as the middle of the forehead, ajna chakra. So masking is covering 5.2, 5, 5.3. 5, 5253 is basically the wisdom basis of, um, you can say, enlightened communication and um, right anchoring in the social interpersonal third chakra nose. The mouth is dual. We take in physical food nutriment and express mind through speech through the mouth. The nose uh, has a certain duality, fixed similarly to the ears. That's the resonance of the one, three, five, seven chakra line. So, nose three, ears five, five point three, five point five. Similarity in the in the the anatomy. Nose is where we take in um, breath, prana through breath in the air. Uh, covering mouth, covering nose is. Um, a- akin to a symbolic self-blocking of five two five three, that ultimately leads to greater anonymity, um, a confused selfhood, or more confusion or less wisdom accessing into the sense of self, second chakra, 5-2, um, damage in communication and understanding because of the, the barrier, The uh, blockage in the nose, of course there's all sorts of oxygen depletion issues and all sorts of dynamics about that. I I believe that medically, masks are not meant to be worn, you know, (laughs) indefinitely, but rather, you know, like surgical procedures and things like that or when somebody's uh, spitting out stuff um, and and that. So the usage doesn't seem to be uh, scientifically proven even this way. But uh, it limits um, the capacity to anchor the body in the physical dimension by way of inspiration or breath, R- respiration, inhalation. So, inhalation and inspiration, both, right? Because the inhalation is breathing in the air, the inspiration is breathing in spirit or the prana that's carried by the air, right? There's vayu and prana, Sanskrit, vayu, air, wind. Prana is the energy like qi or ki, Japanese, Chinese, Japanese, meaning intelligent energy, raw material, or spirit, or life force. So there's a blocking of reception of life force, there's a blocking of normal inhalation, oxy- oxy- you know, oxygenating the blood in the body, and damage uh, to um, you know, physical living by way of uh, diminished inspira- inhalation, uh, oxygenation. And then, of course, it's a um, muzzling of communication in some way, or can be seen that way. So, the more you understand five, two, and five three, which is basically the wisdom input to second and, and third chakras, so you got to understand the raw material. There's extensive in yoga systems also extensive teaching on the meaning of the seven chakras, and so if you know what the second and the third chakras are all about, very much selfhood. Personal, personalized selfhood two, emotional water, and inter, interpersonality, relationality, relationship and group life, and intellect three. Uh, the fifth chakra subplanes five two five three is the wisdom addition to second and third chakra. Is, is the wise wise usage, or wise development of second third, wisdom added in, and those are blocked and. Um, you know it's it's just i mean it's a real shame humanity in a gen, in a sense they don't know what hit them and they've been blindsided but <clears throat> in many ways humanity earth humanity has been apathetic for millennia to self-correction if you if you don't care about self-correction which is self-improvement but but there's you know mercy and justice right mercy four justice five Mercy is about love a love leading approach, and justice is akin to a wisdom leading approach uh, self correction is justice <laughs> making oneself just and true and right, not not just and but just and true <laughs> don't don't confuse me here and <clears throat> uh justice and mercy both must be applied to self and all understanding and so I want to be sweet and kind to myself, and I don't want to give myself a hard time, but I want to call a spade a spade. And when I'm wrong, I want to know it, and uh, I'm okay with healthy, gr- healthy regret and remorse, or even healthy guilt and shame, so long as I don't get attached to it and don't get stuck in it. And and humanity as a whole, I mean, you know, Ra's analysis that most of humanity is 3D repeating and will be for a long time, or, or at least will not graduate the cycle, uh, I think is very accurate. And uh, some people um, have their head in the sand, and some people are going along, and some people are um, supporting it, and some people are f- you know, fighting back and, and resisting tyranny. And um, it's, it's um, um, a, big, a big challenge for the collective, but the masking um, obviously has symbolic, uh, self-restrictive meanings and uh, mm-hmm. it affects body and mind and, you know it depends on the person right some people will do some people will go into a psychotic attack will will, will be triggered to a psychotic episode by prolonged self-masking other people will have no such problem at all right so yeah. that's the point it, it it's uh, it's somewhat dramatic actually the the action although it seems kind of simple
0: and what would you say in looking at uh, different cultures? Because some are more like collectivist in nature, and some more individualistic. I'm just—I've been noticing like a lot of difference in in how in the response depending on whether people have been taught or trained to prioritize the well-being of the group or have been right. conditioned to really emphasize individual and personal success and achievement. Right. Uh, so, what would you say, like? in terms of different cultural responses just to what's happening? Have you been noticing?
1: Well, I live in Taiwan, and Taiwan, as an East Asian nation, is a collectivist Chinese satellite culture country, meaning it's Chinese culture. That doesn't mean governmental structure. That means (laughs) cynic, S-I-N-I-C, cynic culture from the last 5,000 years. And they're very collectivist, and they like wearing masks, (laughs) commonly. (laughs) I mean, you know they, they did virtue signaling before the term was invented, and but for them, it, it you know they sort of they're okay with it for several reasons. One is um, um, they do want to demonstrate that they care about others, and that's valued, and they feel better some people subconsciously, i'm presuming, feel good that they're doing that for others and are seen to be doing it for others. But it's not as heavy-handed. It's not an aggressive virtue signaling. It's actually just following the sense that they believe in what they've been told, which is also a collectivist trait, uh, doing that which they feel protects others. Secondly, they're kind of shy. You know, collectivist cultures um, commonly mm, devalue somewhat the individual. And the individual finds value by their role in supporting and furthering the aims of the collective and that may that commonly is a, a less aggressive more gentle or shy personality they may be very smart um, they may have all sorts of deep inner process but they keep it inside and um, it's a little protective emotionally protective that's how it looks to me that they people would wear it on their motorbike Not because they think that there's virus in the air, because they're protecting the mouth and the nose from air coming at the nose, at the mouth and the air, mouth and the nose. That's all. (laughs) They feel a little sensitive. They they are kind of sensitive, and so some part of it is, it they feel safe. There's I presume this is just my assumption, and even if one person said it or 50, it wouldn't mean everyone. But that there's some kind of emotional self protection in it and a rightful basis in Chinese medicine that you don't want you know air flying into your nose and mouth while you're riding a bike <laughs> on the highway. So so it's a, it's a complicated thing but they certainly don't feel it an infringement of their freedom or human rights in the same way as it's commonly felt in the west. But the governments are different too, you say. <laughs> so they tyranny is not the governments and tyranny and freedom it's conceived a little bit differently and expressed differently it's all very Mm. that's very you know sort of um, cross-cultural historical (laughs) symbolic uh, sociology you know how the individual is seen in the collective culture and how government um, is given authority and um, legitimized or delegitimized, that kind of thing. It, it's very—it's just different than, than the West where human rights and individualism are well appreciated or deeply valued.
0: Yeah, and what's your sense of who will fare best during these times? Uh, <laughs> or who will do, what qualities well, maybe uh, looking especially at those polarizing towards the positive path or those kind of in the middle that are maybe leaning towards positive polarization like what qualities or characteristics can people either acknowledge within themselves or further develop in themselves that will help them during these times?
1: Yeah that's a great question Uh, I mean I say that you need to have a strong gut and a big heart and a clear head a strong gut to accept to face and feel Uh, ugly dynamics, the dynamics of uh, of increasingly ugly global culture and a big heart to accept all that needs to be accepted, that it is what it is Uh, I am what I am, I feel what I feel, it is what it is, it will be as it will be, or it's becoming as it is becoming and it's horrible, or it's scary, or it's confusing, or unclear and that's the way it is and the clear mind is to discern and comprehend just what it is that's happening and and the bigger the the various levels of significance right there's personal and then there's the collective social then there's the planetary then there's the metaphysical and the metaphysical um, is very subtle so strong gut big heart clear head uh, to make peace with this or deal with this is needed and a lot of flexibility Uh, we really uh, unfortunately it's it's a massive shattering armor massive collective civilizational armor shattering like i wrote in my book universal vision about armor shattering and basically uh, it it becomes clear to me recently that pain physical pain emotional pain mental pain uh, all forms of dukkha stress meaning particularly loss and shock and um, hopelessness, or the feeling of trapped or limited options. All forms of pain and physical illness or I- injury um, are interruptive to the continuance of the way, the, the default conditions of mind, particularly body and life, lifestyle, also, but particularly mind. Meaning, uh, we can't continue as we've been in the face of this harsh catalyst of the global process and where it seems to be going. And I'm not saying one should not fight it, oppose it, resist it, do whatever you feel you got to do. But uh, whatever you do, um, we um, need to accept that um, it's significantly out of our control. And um, it's a planetary process And we're gonna have to, we can't keep looking backwards to the way things have been and simply wish to um, live in the past or live uh, in the way it was. I mean, I think we all do, somewhat. And I'm not saying, you know, I'm not a cheerleader for what's going on at all. (laughs) I don't like it a lot. And yet, um, uh, we, we have to follow the bouncing ball, (laughs) <laughs> and not get stuck on 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 the lyrics that have already passed, and and that doesn't mean accept tyranny. Um, it doesn't really mean that. It doesn't. It just means uh, s- be able to keep your 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 cache clear, clear your cache regularly. C a c h e, like with a computer. Clear your temporary files regularly. <laughs> and and because there's a lot of stuff changing and a lot of um, uh, shocking catalysts or, or, or surprising events that are happening and will keep happening. Um, and we, we have to make sure we don't get stuck. And that might mean disengaging from reading and listening for a while and then coming back. Uh, certainly regular meditation and prayer, praying to deity, to God, to higher self, to angelics, asking for help for the self and for the collective is very, very important. And meditation and sleep and eating well and taking a break from watching what's going on. Uh, All of this is very important. So I would say I would just advise that. (laughs) How's that?
0: Yeah, that's great. And um, another thing I just wanted to ask about... uh, I mean, it's a bit linked to the masking, uh, but just the, the, te- the kind of, for people to see each other as being potentially sick or potentially <laughs> right. carrying something, like, what are the implications of that just for, right. like, or will we, how long will we be able to kind of recover uh, from, like, how deep this seems to be going in, in a lot of people's psyches? In terms of fear of the other, or getting sick, or yeah. the idea that everyone could anyone could be sick, like just <laughs> what that leads to, and
1: yeah, it's it, it, the the consequences are quite deleterious and harmful and and bad, as you're suggesting. I mean, the basic idea is uh, being taught to consider that I am a virus and you are a virus, and you are infection you are infectious and I am infectious. <laughs> I am infection not, not I am legend but I am infection or you you are infection uh, th- this kind of is a very sick belief and um, self self you know fulfilling prophecy kind of thing people can get themselves sick by their thinking people can destroy relationships by that thinking um, there is uh, people have to think clearly this is why I'm saying a clear head and a big heart but uh, uh, if you treat somebody that way, or see yourself that way, you will have a, mm, further distorted consequences coming from that. The relationship quality will deteriorate, one will feel very uh, isolated, um, one will fall, may fall into a depression, there may be generated self-hatred, a lot of fear, panic, paranoia, uh, avoidance... Uh, And people, again, could go into a psychotic episode by that kind of thing, by that kind of thinking. Uh, People, when they recognize that that's what seems to be happening in my mind or that's where you seem to be coming from in a relationship with the other, uh, wisely acknowledge it or recognize it and perhaps, you know, talk about it to the other person. Like, do you think that I'm just a walking infection? Or what am I thinking about myself? Is that what I think? And and I think that it's a little bit resonant with the basis for, f- by which people take the teaching of original sin in certain Christian groups. They, they they It feels right to some people to think, yes, I am a sinner. That's truly what my nature is. I'm a basic worm and a sinner. I'm evil. Uh, this is obviously self-punishment. And... Um, uh, a kind of self-loathing. Um, it ultimately comes out of karmic guilt as well, a sense that I actually missed a lot of opportunities to grow, and I actually haven't made much of my life, or I really am not well-developed. Subconsciously, that maybe would be known. And the person... Ay, ay, ay. Can you hold... Mm-hmm. Let's mute here, okay? And I'll be right back, okay? Sure. Okay. So, um... I just was wondering, Christine, how what's happening with your clients, or what are you seeing with people?
0: Well, uh, I, mean, I think everyone is responding a bit differently to this. I, right, a lot of my clients are in Alberta, and today there was an announcement of the ban on social gathering, and so not allowed to gather with members outside your household. They're even going to implement it at restaurants. They're going to check only people of your household that you're eating with. So I would say there's some angst. Uh, one of my clients tonight acknowledged he's feeling really angry, and especially for people who live alone. Like I'm thinking of one of my clients who lives alone, and uh, and she it desires to they have a new relationship and and she's been working for years on developing herself to to heal from past relationships so she can uh, enter a new one and this just really seems to prevent that possibility. So I think there's just a lot of sense of feeling really prevented and uh, blocked just from getting to participate, getting to initiate anything new. Um, You know, I have other clients that host events and they do in-person gatherings and that's what they love and that's what they're good at and with this set of restrictions it's just like everything's on pause so there's just so much unknown so I would say the common feelings are angst a bit of confusion sense of distrust uh, in authority or just other people kind of all of a sudden taking over responsibility for our lives I think that brings up a lot and the clients that I've spoken to, just that sense of, uh, say, them typically being the ones to, you know, choose their work, you know, line up right. their work, follow through, do the good job, and just, yeah, more more people in, I would call that individualistic uh, mindset of just really building a life, helping people, supporting. So I, I work with a lot of people in, in, who have similar work to mine, um, but others who especially host events. And so there's just this sense of, what do we do here? How do we work with this? How do we navigate this? And it's just such a dramatic change to have this level of of government and public health officials coming in and just in a day saying, tonight at midnight, uh, as of tonight at midnight, no more indoor yoga, no more this, no more that. And so it's just really shocking so i'd say if anything yeah. i've been assisting people just process shock a sense of unknown yeah. sense of i've i've done so much personal work and i'm ready for a relationship and now i feel prevented from even meeting anyone you know and yeah. uh, it's just so restricted so there is a feeling of kind of a kind of encroaching darkness and people feeling like where do we where do i go from here what can we do
1: right yeah, well, all those are very reasonable and, and honest, um, truth-based responses to what's gone on, which is kind of a, a, a robbery of personal autonomy. Personal autonomy has been stolen, and you know, people are being told, for the greater good, you must um, interrupt mm, 95% of your personal life, everything outside your home. And, um, it's, it, I, th- I think how, it, it's a, a time when the people, uh, people who've had the greatest plans are going to be suffering the most, who have the greatest reasonable, even, you know, very, um, uh, fair and, and love-based uh, <laughs> desires to do good and help the world and be connected and make things happen are everyone's being prevented from that and um, uh, people have got to search their soul as to 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 find to find their own answers to the, whatever the questions are like how long will this go on we don't know what if this goes on over the next six months Uh People will need to um, search their heart and talk with friends and family and look deeply as to, well, what will my life be like if this goes on in some way for six more months or, or another year, few years? Or what about mandatory vaccination? Or what about um, all of this interruption of my life? Um, what can't be changed can only be accepted um Mm -hmm. and yet we can't say we know what can't be changed Uh, we have to make some effort to try to change however people feel it's best um it's a little bit like being put into jail (laughs) and um open air prison um and i i don't have any great advice other than um try to answer your questions And stay open heart with the people near you, and try to talk things through. So, so one can—I mean, one can move out of um, confusion faster than one can move out of enslavement. Mm. (laughs) You know, you you can change the mind more readily than you can change body um, situations, physical situation um, in in certain ways, given the countries and, and the dictates from government now. Uh, But I think people have got to uh, be true to themselves, whatever that means. And um, how I approach it and how you approach it is just learning to be best for ourselves. And each person has got to find their own best ways of handling this, answering questions and dealing with the emotional process particularly. You know? Yeah, Yeah, I love
0: what you said about just... You know, trusting the gut or developing that, you know, gut and the big heart and the clear mind and knowing when to step away or, and really that practice in meditation and prayer.
1: Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, there's a friend of mine who, uh, astrologer named Rick Rydell, really nice guy in Sedona, said many years ago, Hopi staying of the end times, that uh, during the end times, better not look outside your window. And, Um, I'm not saying that people should not look outside the window. What I'm saying is that sometimes we need to shut the curtains and not look outside the window. And um, take time away from the outer to go deep within, however one can do that. And that could be sleep, or meditation, or watching a funny movie, or music, uh, or playing instrument, or doing something creative, or yoga, or anything. But... um, in some ways, I would say this is probably the most difficult time for civilization since the fall of Atlantis. And mm-hmm. for those who know about cosmic metaphysics from the raw material, I call this Orion's last stand in the solar system and reprise of the Mars—the Martian's repeat, uh, the Martian ending version 2. So there's some very big planetary or multi-dimensional uh, solar systemic dynamics, cycle cycle turnings, and long-term agenda dynamics in play to the current process now.
0: Yeah. So sometimes just acknowledging how big this is, how multifaceted, multi-layered, complex it is, can, in some ways, validate our deep feelings or just how many different ways we can feel in the current times.
1: Right, right. It it also means that it's okay to be confused, and it's okay that that we really can't figure out anything fully, and there'll be a lot of things going on that we just don't understand, and we have to accept that we can't understand it. I mean, I might make effort. I'm not saying don't make effort. Make effort. And in the end, there are going to be a number, a lot of things that, I mean, there's certainly a lot of things going on that I say, I don't know. (laughs) Is he lying? Uh, Are they lying? Have they all been lying? Are they lying about lying? Um, it's, it's a very crazy kind of thing. I mean, humanity, Ra talked about the paucity of honesty, the poverty of honesty of Earth humanity, and the vast sinkhole of indifference, and the depths of um, distortions. So, this, this is a very, dis, you know, the, before the war, it was already a rotten piece. And now we have the war, Uh, but the peace was rotten before, and um, that's part of the apocalypse or revelation of the hidden that is associated with these end times. So it's okay to be however we are, and yet we need much self-comfort and uh, self-inquiry and and, uh, self-trust. Uh, to answer questions as much as we can, and accept when we can't fully answer, and are left unknowing a lot of stuff, uh, and do what we think is best. And uh, there'll be a lot of hard decisions to make, unfortunately.
0: Yeah. Well, I so appreciate this time with you and uh, everything you've spoken to, and you know, I just appreciate you and all the great work you've done and what you've assisted me with uh, just to develop and love wisdom to come into deeper self-trust to meet that grief and despair within mm-hmm. and helplessness and and those deep layers that sometimes are hard to reach on our own yeah. Uh, yeah. and so yeah, so I hope we can everyone listening can find ways to connect with those who can help or listen or just be there so uh, you know, we acknowledge some of these Trends to quote socially distance, and I guess we can each become curious about how we can choose differently or choose from the big heart and the gut and the clear mind uh, the best way forward and and meet these decisions and you know encourage the right use of catalyst and all of that. Mm. Uh, So, I appreciate.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, this talk, and and I hope that uh, those listening receive some benefit. And I, yeah, I just hope we can all step into prayer and meditation, and and find our way, and just acknowledge the immensity of these times, and like, do our best.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, and I would just say that uh, self trust and faith in oneself, being good to oneself, trusting that. Um, there's great power within, and wisdom, and the ability to heal and comfort. Uh, this is, uh, those those with greater self-trust and self-faith will um, be able to navigate this storm better. And uh, houses divided will fall. And so, we need to um, really deeply know what it means to take good care of self and um believe in yourself believe in your true self like that and Mm -hmm. and when there's a distortion or confusion and misunderstanding to admit it but that's not the true self that's (laughs) those are obscurations or or just distortions of true self in mind and so find find who you really are uh and that'll help with this process Okay. Thank
0: you for those words, and I appreciate uh, everyone who's listened to this interview, and perhaps we'll meet again sometime <laughs> in the coming months and review yes. the developments. So yeah. thank you so much.
1: You're welcome. Thank you, too.
0: And And for those listening, I'll put links below to Scott's YouTube channel and his website.
1: Okay. So. Thank you. Right. Take care. Thank you. Okay. You Bye. as well. Mm. Bye-bye. Bye.